morning. Pretty sure people are getting tired of hearing you yawn. <laughs> I actually got a message about that. We got a message that we yawn too much when can't, we open the show. Can't you have Matt stop it's yawning? Early, man. What do you want from me? I'm kidding. I didn't get a message about it. <laughs> uh, coming up on today's show, social media makes you feel lonelier. Increase your intentionality and get paid $100 an hour to pet dogs. I'll take that job. <laughs> but first, it is November 12th. We got a few holidays to celebrate, don't we, Mo? We do. Just a couple, really. <clears throat> Today is National Pizza with the Works Except Anchovies Day. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Although anchovies are really good for your hair. Uh, I learned that... My favorite sauce in the world has anchovies as an ingredient. Really? Mm-hmm. What sauce is that? A1 sauce. Really? Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Yeah. It's got all kinds of weird junk in it, but it tastes so good. You know, a lot of people actually do that. They will cut up anchovies and put it into the sauce. We actually had pizza last night for dinner, and Chris had Cannon convinced that the pizza we were having had anchovies cut up in the sauce. In the sauce. Yep. Yeah, I've heard about that, actually. Uh, and in fact, like... Historically, before ketchup meant tomato sauce, ketchup was kind of the catch-all word for any kind of sauce, but the typical sauce that they used involved cut-up anchovies as well. Hmm. I would like to say it surprises me. I would like to say I've never had sauce with hidden anchovies, but I cannot say either of the two. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And it didn't stop me from... Straight drinking A1 sauce right out the bottle, though. That's disgusting. Mm -mm. That's the only thing I can do that to. You know, a lot of people can take a shot of ranch dressing or other weird things to gross people out. But the only thing that doesn't gross me out of... I can't even do it with, like, ketchup. I couldn't even, like, squirt ketchup right into my mouth or anything like that. Because that's... It's gross. But A1 sauce? I'll take a sip if I have to. I don't think I can... No. I couldn't, I couldn't. It's too, the consistency of it, I think, is too thick. With all sauces, it's just too thick, where I would be like an immediate vomit. You think so? I do think so. Now, even like when we're, when we're using A1 on whatever we're eating, I would I will pour more than I know I'm going to use. And then after I'm done eating, I'll just keep dipping my fork in the thing and getting as much on it as I can. <laughs> Okay, so I can do that. You do that? Like dip the fork and lick it off. I can do that. Yeah. Or dip my finger in it and lick it off. But I but can't. couldn't like. Like a shot it. of it. No. <laughs> no. All, All right. right. We know what the next uh, game punishment's going to be. Ew. If we ever do that again. But, yeah. you know, can't convince Matt to ever go back to that. We so. got to get Tyler to. Oh, wait, no. We could do it on the radio. It's liquid. They'd hear it. <laughs> Ew. Uh, all right. Off to. All right. All right. You know, I'm tired. <laughs> I just don't announce it by yawning as loud as I can into my microphone every Monday morning. But guys, I'm exhausted. Um, We only have one more holiday, Matt. Do we? It's, yeah, that's what is it. it. Like November 12th is low on holidays. Scarce. Okay, maybe because of what yesterday was. Possibly. And then today. So, it's World Pneumonia Day. 
Have you ever caught pneumonia? No, I've never caught pneumonia. I've had it three times. Really? The second time I had it so bad they had to put me on a breathing machine that I had to take home and do for multiple hours a day, every day, for I like think, two weeks. I think if I caught pneumonia, <clears throat> I would make myself a t-shirt that says, I survived pneumonia. Because my mom made it like it was such a big deal when I was little. If you get pneumonia, you can die. You can. Well, I know. Yeah. But it was like, people survive pneumonia every day. Sure. But my mom made it to where it's like, like I thought. You thought it was like. There's no cure. 50-50 chance. You're, you're not coming back. You get pneumonia, <laughs> you're gone. End of discussion. So I've been like deathly afraid of pneumonia my entire life. So if I caught it and survived it, I'd totally make myself a t-shirt. Well, it's one of those things, you know, the myth that you'll catch a cold if you're outside in the cold with wet hair or other weird things. You can't catch a cold that way. Right. You can catch pneumonia by being too cold, breathing in too much uh, frozen air and whatnot. Really? Yeah. So it's just where it I mean, settles on your lungs? Partially. I mean, it's also, I mean, I think, I think it's also a bacteria or whatever, but the the cold exacerbates it, exacerbates it or something. I don't remember all the technical details. I just know cold bad. <laughs> that's why you've had it cold three times, bad. Matt. Yep. That's because why. every time the doctor's been like, listen, this is what you're doing wrong. And you're like, oh, okay. Only halfway listening. <laughs> Not supposed to drink antifreeze? <laughs> okay. Oh, I know that now. All right. And even though it's not actually Veterans Day, some of you may be off work today because of the holiday. Veterans Day is officially observed on yesterday, November 11th. <laughs> <laughs> on yesterday. <laughs> on <clears throat> yesterday. However, this year, the 11th was on a Sunday and federal government offices are typically closed on veterans day so if veterans day falls on a sunday then they're closed on monday lucky for them i think that's bullplop don't you say anything (laughs) what bullplop why do you think it's bullplop why would you get the next day off the next day is not the holiday sunday's the holiday sunday is the lord's day (laughs) and nothing competes with that so then why wouldn't we make veterans Veterans day Day on the the 12th or yeah or why not yeah Now, see, that is a better question. (laughs) (laughs) Because I can can get behind that. Yeah. But it's something to do with 11-11. It is something to do... Is it a specific date for some reason? I'm sure I've known this in the past, but I don't remember it now. I'm certain that's why. It is something to do with November 11th. But, you know, Matt, seriously... We're arguing about whether or not we should celebrate Veterans Day two days in a row. No, that's not what I'm arguing about. I'm arguing about whether or not (laughs) people should get another day off of work when it's not even the holiday. Um, (laughs) That's okay. So you're you're involved with the military. Um, Sort of. What's considered a veteran? Is an active duty person considered a veteran or do you have to be non-active anymore? No. Active duty is considered a is veteran. Is a veteran too? Mm-hmm. Okay. But veterans yeah. specifically are just, are they just living veterans? Memorial Day is for those, those who have died. Died, right. Uh-huh. Veterans Day is for 
those still active, those retired, those who once served, um, any amount of time within the military enlisted, any time that you gave of yourself, you are considered a veteran. For the longest time, I thought that a veteran was someone who had gone to war. Yes. Yeah, I used to think that too. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking that distinctively. That's not necessarily the case. We actually have a large number of vets who have never seen combat. Mm-hmm. and My dad's one of them. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. but And still, what's funny is we're finding more and more of those veterans who have PTSD, but they've never seen combat. Mm. And it's just because of the military in general, things that you see and hear and are a part of, even on the home front, yeah, that cause stress, emos- emotional stress and harm. So I think the more that we're becoming aware, the more things... It's not quite as taboo to talk about those stressors anymore as it once was, you know, 30 years ago. With the and I even, I even remember as early as 10 years ago, people saying PTSD wasn't real yeah, and all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah. Well, and then too, with those who were enlisted, you, even if you did have PTSD, you didn't talk about it. You didn't tell anybody about it's very, it. Because, yeah. Very taboo. Yeah. Those yeah. were grounds to get kicked out or wow. get paperwork. You know, you just didn't. So the more that people are willing to open up and talk about it and be vulnerable, we're learning more and more things and. You don't have to go to combat to to suffer, right? And I think I think that's very a very important key point right now in society is is because uh, I think we're still kind of on that balancing act on mm-hmm. what we do with people who have these. Uh, well, it's almost it's not so much a mental illness, but it is a mental condition. Oh yeah, with uh, PTSD, and uh, there's there was talk. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what we've learned in the last couple of days since then because I haven't been keeping up. But that that shooting that we had at I believe it was Thousand Oaks in California, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, they were saying that this this uh, guy had been uh, recorded as having PTSD or something from some I don't remember some branch of the military it. or oh, something okay. that he had done, and uh, PTSD was listed as one of the things that he had struggled with. And I don't know how much that contributes to people's breakdowns whenever they have something like this. Mm-hmm. But I would assume that if they don't get that treated or try and work through it, that it could really have some negative effects on how you react. Because I've, yeah. I've heard of people with PTSD kind of blacking out mm-hmm. and doing crazy things. Uh, not so much uh, something as, as devastating as what happened last week. But, you know... Who knows what kind of role that can really play? We don't. I don't think we really even understand PTSD anywhere near to its fullest yet. Yeah. Uh, simply because we put so much of a stigma on it for so many years. Uh, so. And it's so different for every person and mm-hmm. every case and every situation. You know, it's just. <clears throat> I. Speaking from <clears throat> a very small area of understanding, after we had our car accident. Um, I, there were about eight months where I went through all the signs of PTSD Mm. just for three to four months. I really didn't even want to be in the car at all, regardless of who was driving. And then for a few months after that, I would literally have to sit in the car and close my eyes. I didn't drive. Only Chris drove 
but I couldn't watch what was happening around me. I didn't want to know what was going on. And still to this day, if something just comes a little too close, kind of reminds me a little too much, and even Mila and Topher are the same because they were in the car with me, I can hear them kind of (gasps) go, you know, Mm. and I myself do it and can feel just absolute terror in that moment. Not just a scared... Like what a, you know, just anybody would do if they see a close call coming, but absolute terror. Have to calm myself down, have to tell myself, you're all right, you're good, everything's fine. So I can't imagine, and that's just on a small scale. Yeah. You know, from one instance, very small, I can't imagine what most of our vets deal with right. on a regular basis. So. Ooh. Anyway. So I guess if there's ever two days that we need to Exactly. If there say, was ever a holiday that needs to be extended by it. another day, it needs to hours. be <laughs> it needs to be Veterans Day. So um I looked it up, Matt, but yeah. now and I had it saved, but now my phone is literally updating as, as we're talking. <laughs> but it how much of a history buff are you? Mm, depends on the topic, I guess. Okay, so the first Veterans Day was observed. Oh, right. I forgot. Yeah. I feel terrible. It was Duh. the end of a war. Duh. That was the day that they laid down their weapons and that that was it. I'm updating. You your phone, but your phone crept out. My phone. First Veterans Garbage. Day. First Veterans Day uh, originated as Armistice Day on November 11th, 1919, the first anniversary okay. of the end of World War One. There you go. All right. See? Okay. I just skimmed it really okay, quick. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, I can read this. Not so much. <sighs> uh, but anyway, thanks to our veterans, all of our listeners who are vets, because we've got a few. <laughs> so it was only an annual observance... Until 1938. And then it became a national holiday? And then it became a national holiday, yeah. Huh. So I wonder what constitutes an observance versus a holiday. I guess then it's actually on the calendar. It's written in every yeah, year. Yeah, I, I, I don't think federal offices close for observances or anything like that. Um, it's just more, it sounds like it's more of a, just a recognition that this is happening or... This was a thing that some people are celebrating. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I don't know, really. What do mm-hmm. I know? Hey, today's show <laughs> is brought to you by Please Don't Side Hug Me, the best of Back Row Baptists, full of over 3,000 one-liners about church culture and Christian life. It's a perfect gift for any churchgoer, and it's available in paperback for just ten ninety nine, and on Kindle for seven ninety nine over on Amazon. Mo. Matt. How was your week? Uh, you did something pretty cool with your daughter, right? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So, very quickly, Mila was, um, she participated in the southeastern New Mexico Cinderella pageant this past weekend and she we get there and there's a group of about 75 girls and it ranges in age from zero to 28 i believe yeah because they have the 
the different brackets. Right. The age ranges. Uh-huh. Baby and then infant and then tot, tot and then mini miss, then miss, and then teen, and then woman. Okay. Surprised I remember that. I'm proud of myself. <laughs> um, so we get there and find out that Mila is the only one in her age division. <laughs> doesn't seem so, fair. It doesn't seem doesn't fair. Seem However, fair. she still had to compete in all areas. She still had to do her talent. She still had to walk. She still had to, anyway, had to introduce herself on stage. And this was her first time ever doing a pageant. Ever. And she knocked it out of the water. (laughs) Obviously, she won. And she tells everybody, well, I kind of won by default because there was nobody in my age range. But she had to earn it, though. She had to earn it. She couldn't have just walked in there, flipped him the bird. And And been done. (laughs) And won the They probably would have been like, we don't have a mini miss for this for this region um and what they actually did was so that she wasn't the only one competing on stage they had her walk with the older girls so she's already her age range age range was her age group was seven to nine hmm. she's seven so she's already at the bottom of that the age range, range period yeah that group but then they had her walk with the 10 to 12 year olds mm. so she's this itty bitty teeny tiny inexperienced <laughs> never done a pageant before seven year old walking with at least three of the girls in the other age group had already competed mm. in the past so as a mama i was just really proud of her but now <laughs> she gets to go on to state and compete at the state level for Mini Miss New Mexico, mm. um, and that's in June. And then from there, she goes internationally and competes with from different states and from different regions across the world. Really? Yep. Yep. It's the I didn't realize this, but it's the largest known child pageant that there is. And it's so, called Cinderella, the Cinderella pal- pageant. pageant. Yep. The Cinderella pageant. I never heard of it. I had never heard of it either. <laughs> but they're all over YouTube. Like <laughs> But that's a that's a cool moment for her. Yeah. That's it really is. She's got a big a old trophy and a crown and a sash and <laughs> lots of pictures to prove it. And I'm just thankful that we have really talented friends who were able to save my day numerous times. She's talking about me. <clears throat> I kind of am. Well, and Samantha, right? Yeah. Samantha too. Yeah. Samantha took last minute headshots. Uh-huh. I had to create a last minute uh two actually, last minute. <laughs> One incredibly last minute. <laughs> uh song things for her. Had to cut down a four minute and fifteen second song to two and a half minutes mm-hmm. and make it sound flawless. And you know what? I did a great job. Yep. You really not did. to toot my own horn, but really it did. sounded like it was always meant to be that way. You really did. Well, and then the morning of, I get a, the morning of the pageant at seven o'clock in the morning, I get a message from the director that says, hey, your song is two minutes and 31 seconds. Is there any way that you can shave off two seconds? And I was like, oh my gosh, you've got to be kidding me. Which was dumb because the last two seconds were silence. Yeah. It was just the file itself was. Yeah. Second over. Yep. Ugh. But this director match, she's legit. Yeah. She, at four years old, won Cinderella Tot 
Yeah. Internationally. Uh-huh. She took it from Roswell so she's been to doing New Mexico. Her whole life. She has, and now her daughter, her daughter at the same age, four years old, just gave up this past year her crown for the exact same thing. Wow! So it's like she knows what she's doing. Mm-hmm. She, if anybody can be like, listen, they'll deduct points. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. But at first, when I didn't know all that at first, and I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. I don't know who you are, <laughs> but. Whatever. This is dumb. This is dumb. <laughs> when I finally met her, though, she was super nice about it. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> cool experience. Matt, what what happened in your week? Uh, we get well. Week, well, week, weekend. Well, it's been uh weird. Okay. Uh, just a couple couple instances of weirdness. Oh gosh. We had someone try and scam the church. Oh yeah. Which uh, we'll go into detail on that whole story on that Wednesday. Was so fun. But yeah, uh, yeah. Wednesday we'll recap the whole thing because someone tried to scam the church and and uh, after emailed all of us, emailed the whole staff, and after I made sure everybody else had blocked the the scam artist, I decided to play along and see how far it would get. So stick around this week for that because we'll talk about that in depth Wednesday. Uh, the other thing is uh, we told you last week the. Our games, two of our proprietary games, mm-hmm. uh, Judge Not and Church Kerfuffle, were taken off of our product page because the company that we used to produce our games stopped making the box that we used, didn't tell us about it. Who knows how long they've been off the shelf because I don't check the, the details every week. So I had somebody contact me from uh, another uh, another game-loving Christian group out there that uses board games to minister to other people. And uh, basically he said, dude, you need to hurry up and fix those boxes because I need those games in my life. So I fixed the boxes. Yay! Long story short, design new new boxes. So it takes someone else saying, hey, hurry up and get on this for you to do it. But- well, yeah, because it sounded like they were going to buy one. Were you going to buy one, Mo? I should be given All one. Right, then. Listen. <laughs> Look, I listen. don't even have a copy of every game because <laughs> they're expensive. For my time here, every single week, every single day, uh, the least you could do. <laughs> I got I to gotta rebuy Backrow Baptist the board game. I know. You gave I that gave one to Kevin. to Kevin. I don't know why you gave it to Kevin. You gave it to Kevin, and I was like, dang, I don't even have the board game. Thanks, I gave Matt. it to Kevin Way because to I expected him to play it with people in Weatherford. You and hear that, they Kevin? they would buy their own. You hear that? You are expected <laughs> to play that with your Weeford peeps. <laughs> All right, let's play a quick game of Onion Not Onion. <laughs> Uh, before we close out this first hour. Oh, gosh. Okay. I got two headlines. It's too one early of, for me to one think. Of, one of them is real. One of them is fake. Okay. You tell me which one's the real one. All right. Airport asks Unicode to change the plane landing emoji. The other one is just a little too crashy, they say. Or radiators save loudest clanks for middle of the night. Oh my word. I'm gonna okay. The first one said airport wants to change the airplane emoji. I would assume it meant the specific airport. <laughs> <laughs> this one is hard. 
I'm going to say radiators. Radiators. Wrong. Ah! (laughs) A handful of airports across the country are pushing Unicode for a new plane landing emoji after claiming the current one appears too crashy. The social media team behind the Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport, DFW, took to Twitter last Tuesday to to commend Unicode for its new emoji, which uh, is... The kangaroo one, I believe. So glad we have a kangaroo now. Uh, but they added one simple request about the airplane one. On behalf of hashtag airport Twitter and pilots everywhere, we'd like to kindly request a re-angling the airport posted alongside a photo of Unicode's current plane landing emoji, which shows the plane plane's nose pointing downward towards a runway. Uh, and the airport suggested replacement, which shows the plane's nose pointing more parallel to the ground because that's a plane crashing not a plane landing because no plane lands on their front wheel. This is true. <laughs> it lands back wheel first, back wheels first, and then comes down. Uh, and that was Craig Sivale. Sivale. Cavale? Cavale? I don't know. Uh, the social media Sivale. manager at DFW <laughs> in an interview with CBS News. Savale also said that the airport was only being tongue-in-cheek with its request, but the Los Angeles Times reported that they're, um, they weren't really meaning to create change, but other airports soon responded to the tweet and openly agreed with DFW's assessment. The Memphis International Airport, for example, thanked DFW for pointing out the issue and called the emoji too crashy, while the St. Louis Lambert International Airport stated, thank goodness someone said it. (laughs) So I'm wondering if they fixed it. Did they already fix it? I mean, to me, it kind of looks like it does. Let me see. Uh, Okay, you have the Apple version. That still looks like it's... Coming down, uh, the like one the nose looks a little bit. It's too low, yeah. Down. It should be the nose should be the nose should be actually pointing slightly up. But it you can see that all of the wheels are down. So yeah, when you, but, but I mean, look at it. Still, the you don't land on that front wheel, right? So that would be a crash. But I'm thinking though, because that's the one taking off. Yeah. So I'm wondering if they just have to differentiate between the two. All like, they all they need to do is add wheels to the one taking off right there and move that runway over and it would look like what it needs to look like. It essentially needs to look the exact same angle. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> so I guess it would be harder to differentiate taking off and landing. It yeah. If they look similar, but that is accurate. <laughs> all right. It's Manic Monday. We are playing a little bit more of the hard rock this morning to get you going. When we come back, be intentional. Stick around. Second hour here on the Back Row Morning Show. With Matt and Mo. And uh, this hour is sponsored by Please Don't Side Hug Me, the best of Back Row Baptists. Put down that phone. Instead, bring this book into the bathroom with you. Perfect reading material, and it's made of paper. 
just in case of an extreme emergency, visit backrowradio.com or click on our store or go to Amazon and search for Backrow Baptist or please don't side hug me or, you know, something. It'll pop up eventually. I believe if you find Church Curmudgeon's book, I'm one of the recommended editions really? on the bottom. Yeah. That's cool. One of the frequently bought together situations. That's cool. So, hey. And you know what? My book is better than Church Curmudgeon's because I have Church Curmudgeon's and he only has like... I feel like less than 100 tweets in that thing. He spread that thing out thin. I'm like, come on, Mudgy. Mudgy. I know you could get a lot more in there. Do you know Church Curmudgeons personally? Uh, I know who he is. I have had maybe two conversations with him. But he is very private, very good about hiding his identity. Because he doesn't want his identity out there. Okay. Uh, Because of people like you who say, you know, my book is better than his book. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying like content wise it's better. You know what I am saying? Uh huh. See. (laughs) Now we're different. He's his his uh, his church humor is from the perspective, of course, of of an older elderly gentleman from a traditional Baptist church, while mine is more of a a contemporary southern baptist church skew so you know we have different humor got it i have to tell you though matt every time you say uh put down the phone and instead bring this book (laughs) every single time i'm like oh i want to drop my phone why are you telling me to put down my phone? Oh, that's right. It's you think I'm talking about you? Yes. Put down the phone. No, put down oh. your phone. We're doing a show. <laughs> so I have a good feeling that there are some listeners out there who do the same thing every time. Put down your phone. You're driving. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Uh, hey, Mo. Hey, Matt. What time is it? Uh, it is. No. It's random facts time. Yay. Yeah. Yay. All right. Are you ready? I'm Number ready to one. learn. All right. Well, I want to be a learner of things. Got to stop talking so I can teach you. Gosh, you sound like one of my kids. <laughs> number one, the numbers on a toaster relate to how long the bread will toast, but there is no definite time and it's not the same for each toaster. That is absolutely true and so dumb. Why wouldn't it be... It should just be... A minute. A minute, yeah. Every number should be a, a minute. That's what I always thought that you it should was, have, was. You should have like half notches, half minute notches. Mm-hmm. That's right. what I thought it was. I do think that the heating element in every toaster is different. So even if it was that every toaster, like all the numbers were a minute, whatever, mm-hmm. I think that what might heat up at one minute for my toaster may not heat up exactly the same at one minute for your toaster because yeah. the heating element is different. And what I, you know, what else I hate about the heating element in a toaster? I hate that most toasters have it set up to where the middle elements, you know, the two mm-hmm. on the inside, on the inside are yeah. sharing the same power source, so they're only like two thirds. So as that side hot. never gets quite yeah. as warm as your other side. Right. So it's, yeah. you're unevenly toasted. You'll yep. never have the same toast on both sides. This is true. It bugs me more that's, than it should. That's why I prefer a toaster <laughs> oven to a toaster. But every toaster oven I've ever had has caught on fire. Right. That's what I was about to say. Don't those catch on fire like all the time? Yes. Yeah. 
They do. It's dangerous. Very much so. That was an episode of The Office. Was it? They had to evacuate because the temp forgot about his cheese pita in the toaster oven. <laughs> Chris would know what you're talking about. Ryan started the fire. Sorry. All right, number two. Before Pez was a kid-friendly candy, it was a breath mint for smokers that had dispensers shaped like cigarette lighters. Yep, that's why they're shaped that way. (laughs) That's why they have that similar uh, proportion. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know how I feel about that. that. Crazy. Pez was my favorite candy as a kid. Yeah. I can remember just. I don't know what that says about me. (laughs) You're a Pez popper. Well, no, like my favorite thing about it was the head. Like, haha, your head is popped off. Oh, like. <laughs> but don't, see, even even opening the head has the same motion as a lighter. Yes, yeah. It does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's setting our kids up to either be smokers like, or pyromaniacs. It's like, candy, it's like and... candy cigarettes. You remember those? Yes, I do yeah. remember candy cigarettes. <laughs> I remember, I went to a Catholic school. I remember after Halloween, whatever, we'd all be sitting around recess pretending to smoke with our candy cigarettes. <laughs> Look, it's so cool. Somebody would go to jail nowadays. Right? For <laughs> Corrupting the youth. Exactly. <laughs> our times have become so soft. Like... Well, no, I, I totally agree with that. <laughs> I think I'm like, oh, that's so terrible. Did you become a smoker from playing with candy cigarettes? Uh, no, okay. but not for lack of like, I mean, it's just, I didn't because I was afraid my parents would beat me. <laughs> <laughs> that's the reason, that's the reason I didn't try a lot of things when I was a kid. <laughs> okay. So the day that I turned 18, uh, I bought a pack of cigarettes Yeah, and it was not because I had candy cigarettes as a child. Oh, <laughs> uh, you don't know that. It could have, it could have, no. it could have warped your brain from early on. And I don't think even I've even thought about candy cigarettes since I was a kid until that's today. That's the point. That's the point. It's a subliminal thing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it gets in the back of your brain like, just remember this feeling. Whatever. Chase what? that feeling. This feeling? <laughs> they are not one in the same. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> All the kids listening on the way to school this morning, candy cigarettes and cigarettes are not the same. Oh, man. Oh, my word. All right. Kids born to women who experience stressful events during pregnancy may be less coordinated in their body mo- body movements as teens. Mm-hmm. So if you got a clumsy teenager, it's because you stressed out too much when you were pregnant. So if you're preggers, calm it down, yo. Chill out. <laughs> no stress. <laughs> I'm trying to remember just if calm, I... Just grab a cigarette. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Don't grab a cigarette. Go find a candy cigarette. <laughs> if they even make them anymore. <laughs> oh, when I worked in uh, that Italian restaurant, like everybody else who worked there smoked. And it's because they were so stressed out from that job. And I realized quickly that since I didn't smoke, thus didn't have that break to go out there and whatever, I was far more stressed than anybody else there all the time. And uh, 
I had no way to get out of it. Yeah. Hmm. I'm trying to think of anybody who I worked with <clears throat> at central office was a smoker. And surprisingly, I can't, I can think of two people in that entire office that yeah. were. Well, I feel like it's a lot, it's a lot rarer these days. Yeah. But I feel like it's disproportionate in the restaurant industry. <laughs> at least with my experience that a lot of them tend to be smokers. Well, see, and I wonder if they are smokers just to have that break. Yeah, possibly. Otherwise, like, no, you're still working. You're doing something. You right. go clean a table. Go wash a dish. You're not going. So it's a it's a big trade-off, though. Have a way to de-stress. Slowly kill yourself. Chris actually <laughs> told me a couple days ago that there are quite a few businesses, like corporate businesses, who are... Going to give six more vacation days. They're trying to get this mm. established. Six more vacation days to smokers who do not take smoke breaks during their work day. Really? Because they feel like they'll be more productive. I told Chris, I think that's a bunch of hoo hockey. Yeah. I don't think that they'll be more productive. I think someone who is a smoker and their body is used to that. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be very productive at all. (laughs) (laughs) This doesn't sound like a good idea to me, even a little bit. (laughs) I can remember when my mom decided that she was going to stop smoking and I was like 10. And I was so proud of her and so happy. (laughs) And like four days into it, I was finally like, just smoke a cigarette. You're so mean. I never tried to get her to stop smoking after that. Uh, All right. Guys, don't get started with smoking. Please. Please don't. It's such a bad idea. It's a nasty habit. <laughs> it stinks. It what slowly it, gives you cancer. Yeah. What it does to the outside of your body isn't even nearly as bad as what it does to the inside of your body. And trust me, what it does to the outside is pretty disgusting, too. It's just your hands stink, your hair stinks. It's just gross. Your car, your house, your clothes, yeah. everything stinks. Yes. Yeah. You never get away. And from everybody it. smells it except you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you think that you smell fine, but You go you go nose blind to it. Mm-hmm. Nobody else does. Yep. And for what? 5 seconds of like being able to feel like you can breathe. <laughs> it's not worth it. Okay. Um, number four, brushing your teeth will keep your heart healthy. People with gum disease have 25 to 50% higher chance of getting cardiovascular disease. Mm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, emojis are used in around half of all sentences on Instagram. That number seems low to me. <laughs> I feel like some sentences are just emojis now. There are some sentences Instagram. that are, you know, and I really don't like that. Like, I, I like to use my emojis as um, an enhancer of my sentence. Right. Not as hieroglyphics. Right. <laughs> for the modern age. Yeah. Because I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> Smiley face, heart, lightning bolt. I, I'm not following you. Are you cussing? <laughs> I don't understand what's going I, on. I don't get that. <laughs> Artist updates. Plum was turning back the clock very far back over the weekend. She posted a throwback photo on Instagram, and it was from the independent project she made when she was 16, titled, or under the under the name of Tiffany. Huh. And with the title, Called to Belong, she's sitting in a floral dress in the cover, and it 
just looks like the alternate universe plum. It really does. I'm Googling it yeah. right now. Uh, so you can check that out on her Instagram. It's just, it's very surreal looking. And goodness, plum is better than Tiffany as a name for an artist. <laughs> is Tiffany her first name? I'm I assuming think... it has to be, right? I don't know. You can just pluck that out of the air. I don't know. That's, well, that's like <laughs> Katy Perry used to be a Christian singer and she went by Catherine Hudson. Just saying. I did not know that. Yeah. I knew she used to, well, I, I knew she was involved with Her dad is church a pastor. And right. Yep. I didn't know she'd actually created anything. Yeah. That's cool. Yep. Catherine Hudson. Oh, wow. Plum. Okay. Do you see it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad she became Plum. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Jamie Grace is pregnant. She joined her husband, Aaron Collins, on her YouTube channel to announce that they were expecting their first child. Jamie and Aaron were married earlier this year, following a five-month courtship. So, gosh, they're just moving on fast. Grace, 26, announced the exciting news alongside her sister, Morgan, who has been married for eight years and is also due with her first child in June. That's exciting. Yeah. Although, I, like, my Im- immediate thought was, is she a Duggar? You didn't laugh at that. I didn't. I don't get it. Okay, the Duggars. Yeah. 19 Kids and Counting. Yeah. The TLC show. Yes. There are people out there laughing at me right now because they know, they get the joke. They get it. Okay, so all the Duggars have a J name. Okay. All the Duggars court for a very short amount of time, then marry, then have a baby right away. Okay. There's 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 a, a path there that I was following. <laughs> Right on down I'm to the sure. fact that her name is Jamie, I'm and it sure starts that, with a J, I'm just sure like all... all 19 of the kids of the Duggars. I'm sure your favorite, your fellow Dugheads are, uh, <laughs> that's a great name. Dugheads, I Doug kind of thought the same thing. Are, uh, <laughs> are laughing right along with you. <laughs> they at least went, <laughs> good job, Mo. Uh, that was that's clever. That's all that they did. Clever Mo. Gosh. Clever Mo. Uh, we talked about this last week. Uh, after appearing on the Ellen Show earlier this month, Christian singer Lauren Daigle received severe backlash because the show's host, Ellen DeGeneres, is openly gay. No, I had no idea. <laughs> what? Now the award-winning artist is sending a powerful message to her critics, warning them to be kind to everyone no matter where they are wherever where they are at in their journey. Uh, according to CBN News, Daigle said, I think the second we start drawing lines around which people uh, are able to be approached and which aren't, we've already completely missed the heart of God. Uh, Daigle also appeared on The Tonight Show last week. Uh, she sang Look Up Child on The Tonight Show. Did great. She's such a cool person. She is. Like Seriously, we could all learn a little more about how to be a loving Christian from Lauren Daigle. Otherwise known as the Christian Adele. <laughs> really? No. Yeah. Is, Isn't that is a that, perfect description? Yeah. <laughs> someone posted that in Back Row Baptist Church, our Facebook community, the other day that someone had tweeted, uh, Lauren Daigle is just Christian Adele. <laughs> but, okay, Hello. how about this? Adele is just is just <laughs> secular Lauren Daigle. Boom. Uh. Why does it have to be just Christian Adele? Uh, I'm going to see who's older, Adele or Lauren Daigle. And Shama, the guy who uh, did the VeggieTales rap that we played a few weeks ago. Yes. uh, He tweeted that uh, Toby Mac is just Eminem for homeschoolers. (laughs) 
I don't even know what to someone say tried, And someone in our group tried to respond, no, it would probably be an F. And then he goes, wait, never mind. Most Christian kids can't play an F either. <laughs> and that's true. It is true. <sighs> but we can, and we will. All day long. But I am sad <laughs> to say that Adele is older than Lauren Daigle. <laughs> you know, I am actually, we are older than Lauren Daigle. Yeah, I believe it. We're. I'm at that, I'm at that age where I'm older than a lot of people who are super famous. And it makes me sad. We're older than Adele. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me that. <laughs> wow. I feel. Uh, she was born in 88. So she's oh, about to have man. her 30th birthday. Man. No, she just had her 30th birthday. Man. Okay. I don't want to hear that. You just ruined my day. Gosh. Because um, I, I remember, you know, when you're a kid and all these celebrities are out there and they're all older than you, you think, man. I got my whole life to reach a level like that, to be famous or do something amazing. And now I'm like, all these people are doing all these awesome things and they're like 10 years younger than I am. This person's running a Fortune 500 company. He's 25. What have I done with my life? Uh-huh. <laughs> Truly. Uh, and Lauren Daigle was born in 91. Gosh. Get out of here with that. I know. It's nuts. Get Tired out. of all these young people. All these young people. Youngins. That's what they are, youngins. It's like the kid that just sold us our new car. He's like straight out of high school. Lauren Daigle does seem to play older. Uh-huh. Because I, I would assume she was in her 30s. Yeah. But she's closer to Jamie Grace, who I think of as a child almost, because <laughs> her original album is what I still remember her as. Uh, wow. All right. Yep. Top list time. List. I said I enunciated. <laughs> Five ways you can increase your intentionality in your personal walk with Christ. Are you ready? I'm going to need for you to enunciate all T's all from tees. now on. Intentionality. Intentionality. With Christ. Go. Um, my thing's not opening up here. Uh oh! Stupid Firefox! Why do you always gotta update Firefox? Well, Can't you just be stinks. cool for a couple days? Are you Are you looking it up on the <laughs> the website? Just a little bit, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. So, five ways to uh, increase your intentionality with your personal walk with Christ. Number one, I will develop my spiritual life daily. Uh, so you need to resolve in your heart and your mind that you're going to prioritize the development of your spiritual life. And you're making a decision here pretty much to make it a priority. Uh, ask God for a plan, learn from others, develop your plan, live by it every single day. Uh, and along with that, oh, all of these are daily, so they're all going to end in daily. Uh, so that's the important aspect. Uh, number two, I will release my life to God daily. Uh, so a lot of this is stuff that we talk about with Celebrate Recovery uh, when it comes to, you know, maintaining our recovery. Um, releasing your life daily is basically just handing it to God. Mm-hmm. You know, being being intentional with uh, knowing that God's plan for us is better and not trying to do things our own way. So humble yourself before God. Release yourself uh, fully to his plan and stop trying to do it your own way. Uh, number three, I will read the Bible daily. This seems like a no brainer. 
but still one of the most difficult things for Mm -hmm. most of us to do on Mm -hmm. a regular basis. I go through periods where I do great every day, multiple days in a row. And then I'll wake up, I'll wake up one morning, I'll wake up one morning and like, gosh, it's been two weeks since I've opened the Bible. Uh And you feel like the scum of the earth. (laughs) It's the simplest thing. I don't understand why it's so difficult. Uh, number four, I will talk to God daily. Uh, See, to me, I feel like that's the simplest thing. Yeah, and still one that we don't tend to do as much. I don't know. I guess I just, I don't like to talk to other people, so I talk to God. <laughs> Forget all y'all. <laughs> uh, there's a uh, Bible verse in Thessal- one of the Thessalonians. You know, it says uh, to pray without ceasing. Mm-hmm. One of those, one on that list. I don't remember the exact uh, verse, but uh, to pray without ceasing really changes. When you think of that verse, it really changes your perspective on what prayer is, because we think of often think of prayer as something that we do, you know, before a meal or before an event, or we're praying for somebody or. Whatever, but praying without ceasing is basically having this this mind frame of, of constant contact, uh-huh, an ongoing God. running yeah. conversation. Right, there is, like there is no amen because uh-huh. we're not ending. Yeah, we're just gonna keep talking like he's in the room with us, which he is. But I mean, like he's standing next to us, mm-hmm. and we can see him. And like he uh. cares because <laughs> he does. <laughs> Yep. Uh, and then number five, I will take whatever necessary actions to intensify my walk with Christ daily. So basically we can't, we can't, we can't delegate our personal walk with Christ. We have to prioritize it. We can't make it something that somebody else does for us. Our pastor can't do it for us. Listening to the, uh, Back row radio can't do it for you. Uh, you know, you, you've got to be able to discipline yourself, uh, press in, uh, press forward to intensify your walk with God. Uh, James 4.8 says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And uh, that's assim- essentially what we're at here. Uh, this comes from uh, Ronnie Floyd from uh, the Christian Post. And uh, it's a great list. Nice mm-hmm. little list. It but is. It, it does really mirror a lot of the uh, step 10 through 12 mentality from uh, Celebrate Recovery. It does. So I like, <clears throat> I like it a lot. I just think there are two key words in everything that you just said. Mm-hmm. Intentionality and daily. Mm-hmm. And if we're going to be intentional about something, it's going to require every day right. waking up and saying, these are choices and decisions that I need to make. Absolutely. All right, y'all. It's Manic Monday. We're going to intentionally put a little extra loud music into the mix this morning to wake you up when we come back. Uh, nope, that's the wrong intro. When we come back, <laughs> social media problems. Stick around. show mm. 
favorite morning show mm. with your favorite duo <laughs> in the studio, Matt and Mo. Marco Rubio. What? Nope. Uh, <laughs> Uh, today's show is brought to you by Please Don't Side Me, the best of Backrow Baptists. It's like the internet, except better, because it's also technically literature. Mark yourself, mark yourself, make your, I can't read my own stuff. <laughs> make yourself look smarter and holier by you, reading a book. You really need to do that, Matt. <laughs> Visit Radio.com. Click on our store, go to Amazon, search for Please Don't Side Hug Me. Uh, here's the news, folks. Do you love petting dogs? Only some dogs, because other dogs are stinky and dirty. Okay, let me rephrase that. Do you like petting dogs for money? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now you can get paid to play with puppies. Mutt's Canine Cantina is a dog park, bar, and restaurant that is based in Dallas, Texas, but they are now hiring interns for their new location in Fort Worth. The candidate who lands the fall pup turnship will be paid $100 an hour to play with the dogs in the dog park for four hours a week for six to eight weeks. Hey, Kara. <laughs> I found a good part-time job for you. It's $400, I mean, $400 a week for four hours of playing with dogs. So, okay. So for six weeks, it's not four hours a week. Okay, for six so weeks. what's what's four times six? Uh, 24? twenty-four. Twenty-four. Yeah. Twenty-four. Yeah. So that's twenty-four hundred dollars, right? For six weeks. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Christmas. Yeah. It's paid for yeah. right there. Well, I mean, Christmas will be over by the end of that, but... For the next year, Christmas comes every year, Matt. <laughs> Ain't no way. Every year. Ain't no way you're going to hold on to $2,000 plus for a year. I would. When it's extra money. I would. I'd be like, uh, Christmas money, nobody touch it. But I think that, like, seriously. Hey, that could buy a new cow for Bonnie for her 4-H projects. <laughs> Kara, I'm telling you, you could excel at this job. Gosh, I don't. Why are they paying so much per hour? I don't, I don't know. understand. I don't understand the business's perspective. Yeah, I'm not. Even half that would be far more than what most people would apply. I'm not for. arguing it. No, I, I mean, mean this is not. only six, a six-hour drive from us. I I'll go live with Karen and this'll, Kevin. This will pay for the gas back right? and forth. <laughs> I'll go live with Karen and Kevin for six to eight weeks. They've got an extra room. Uh, but I would think even if it was like twenty dollars an hour, you make an eighty bucks a week. People would still be leaping at the chance to be this person. Yeah. But $100 an hour? Yep. For four hours of playing with dogs. Everything's bigger in Texas. Weeks. Yep, that's cool. That includes their <laughs> payment Internships. of dog petting. Their paid interns. Hey, it's pup turn, Pup turnship. A pup turnship. <laughs> an, an English rowing club coach in uh, Sutton Coldfield found a note on the gate to the lake where the team practices. The note read, Please, can someone throw this into the lake for me? My late husband's ashes are in the lake, and I can't get to the lakeside in my wheelchair anymore, and the gates are locked. Thank you, X. Uh, This note was left on the gate uh, at the water this afternoon. The Bishop Valley's Grammar School Rowing Club wrote, 
on Twitter Thursday morning, uh, along with a rose. Uh, no name or number was left, but whoever you are, rest assured your rose is in place in the middle of the lake. Aww. Said, Isn't that beautiful? And then lastly, a custodian at Moody Elementary in Alabama found himself in tears when he realized an accident was actually a surprise party to celebrate him on National Custodial Workers Day. Mr. Eugene was told that a student had wet his pants during an assembly in the gym. Little did he know the assembly was for him. When Mr. Eugene walked into the gymnasium, he sees a wave of students holding signs and cheering for him. Mm-hmm. It was his birthday. Yeah, isn't that fantastic? Was it his birthday? I don't know. I think it was his birthday. But either way, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. There's also a video going around of another custodian. This custodian is deaf, though, and it was his birthday. And a kindergarten class had learned how to sign happy birthday. Uh-huh. And they called him into the classroom for an emergency. And all the kindergartners are standing there and <laughs> sign happy birthday to him. And it, it was just so <laughs> Good for those teachers out there who are putting in hours and making an effort to make the next generation a better generation. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, all right. So social media. Groundbreaking new study out of the University of Pennsylvania titled Nomo FOMO, limiting social media, decreases loneliness and depression, has shown for the first time a casual link between time spent on social media and significantly decreased well-being. Previous studies into this issue have been correlational in nature. They've also been limited in time or scope, relied on self-reported information, and included only one social media platform, or placed participants in unrealistic situations such as suddenly abandoning social media use entirely or conducting the work in a lab. Uh, So we set out to do a much more comprehensive, rigorous study that was also more uh, ecologically valid, says Melissa G. Hunt, Associate Director of Clinical Training in Penn's uh, uh, (laughs) Psychology Department. Uh, To that end, the team conducted a four-week-long study relying on app usage data automatically collected by participants' iPhones. The study is described as the first ecologically valid experimental investigation that examines multiple social media platforms and tracks actual usage objectively. So from the researchers, they wrote uh, their introduction was given the breadth of correlation research linking social media use uh, to worse well-being, we undertook an experimental study to investigate the potential casual role that social media plays in this relationship. The method that they used was that after a week of baseline monitoring, 143 undergraduates at the University of Pennsylvania were randomly assigned to either limit Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat use to 10 minutes per platform per day or to use social media as usual for three weeks. The results were that the limited use group showed significant reductions in loneliness and depression over three weeks compared to the control group. Both groups showed significant decreases in anxiety and fear of missing out over baseline, uh, missing out, fear of missing out over the baseline, suggesting a benefit of increased self-monitoring, period. Because, you know, even though the control group was told to use it normally, 
you're still part of an experiment and you're Mm -hmm. aware of that. Right. Uh, And then discussion uh, that they had afterwards was that our findings strongly suggest that limiting social media use to approximately 30 minutes per day may lead to significant improvement in well-being. So the bottom line is using less social media than you normally would leads to significant decreases in both depression and loneliness, Hunt says. Uh, These effects are particularly pronounced for folks who were more depressed when they came into the study. So, with all that, Mm -hmm. what are your first thoughts? I think it makes complete and total sense. Yeah? Yeah. I feel like a lot of times, you know, I don't even want to say our generation, the generation below us, and maybe even some of our generation, we take the social media aspect as a way of not like we look at it as our relationships. Right. We don't have to have a personal relationship because we have social media relationships. And so, but those are very superficial relationships. Mm-hmm. You don't get to have in-depth conversations, you don't get to be vulnerable, you don't get to be open and honest. There's that mask that everyone wears on social media, you know, because either one of two things are going to happen. You're going to always be happy on social media and then of course you become that stigma that your life is great, everything is perfect, you have no problems, or you're going to post one time that something is wrong and you're feeling sad, lonely, depressed, whatever, and everybody feels like you're about to kill yourself. Right. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There is no fine line gray area on social media to really be open and honest in your feelings. But because of that, and because people think, well, I have all these friends on social media at my fingertips, but really no daily human constant interaction, I feel like that's where the depression and the loneliness comes in into play. Yeah. Uh, I feel like... Uh... I feel like relationships that we develop via social media are akin to uh, a man wanting a romantic relationship and hiring an escort. You know, it's 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 going to create this the feelings initially uh, of certain uh, euphoric feelings or whatever that you would have, but there's no substance. There's no real connection to this person. You know, it's it's a fake relationship to make you feel good for a time. Yeah. And I think that same thing applies to uh, social media is that we have these friends. I have all these friends. I have 5,000 Facebook friends. Uh, but you don't. Right. You have 5,000 people that are willing to acknowledge you exist and possibly see what you're into on their timeline every now and then mm-hmm. and give you a like. But... You're not developing anything. You're not cultivating any real friendships. Yeah. Uh, and the friendships that you already have outside of Facebook are going to suffer for it because you're going to start seeing interactions on Facebook as just as valid as real life interactions as mm-hmm. you were kind of talking. Yeah. And that's going to put strains on your relationships, on your friendships. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I love Kevin Wellborn, but... I'm not getting the same thing out of our friendship as I did when he lived here, as I do interacting on Facebook. Oh, burn. (laughs) Burn. (laughs) Wow. That's right. I name dropped you, Kevin. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I only brought it up because last last week was the the third year anniversary of the Very Deeper uh, video that we posted Seriously? and it happened on that day that we said it inadvertently Thursday I think it was 
where uh, oh, yeah. I almost said very deeper. Very and deeper. Like, very deeper. Very deeper. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he, he messaged me. I'm like, did y'all seriously just say very deeper on, on, uh, on the morning show? And I said, yeah, I think so. He goes, well, I only mentioned it because this popped up in my timeline mm-hmm. and showed me that. Yeah. Uh, poor Kevin. Oh, Kevin. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah. Social media. Social media. <laughs> Social media. See, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. You got people who don't even know Kevin, who haven't <laughs> even heard all of his sermons, and they're giving him a difficult time for very deeper. Like... Hey, you're the one that made me Photoshop him in a Nickelback shirt. So I have listened to yeah, his quite sermons. a few people. <laughs> <laughs> I have notes on his sermons. And they all I involve quote Nickelback his lyrics. Quite a few times a week, <laughs> and yet I think I have the right. I have the right to have him photoshopped into a Nickelback uh-huh. shirt. Listen, I am his adopted little sister, the little sister that he never wanted. Yeah. So. I've got to fill that role adequately. I just do. He knew what he was getting into. <laughs> when he had a wife that befriended me. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then our daughters became best friends. Uh, and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, they've invested time into my children's lives and into my marriage. It kind of sounded sound like he didn't have a choice. Nope, he knew. He's not like he could have kicked you out. Nope. As much as he wants to pretend like he doesn't like us, he likes us. <laughs> he almost. He knew. He almost got a little uh, mafia with it there. As much <laughs> as he wanted to pretend like he doesn't know us. <laughs> That's the Italian coming out in yeah. me. <laughs> We're not saying all Italians are in the mafia. Listen, I totally am. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, if a couple heads roll, you, know, you gotta do what you gotta do. I can't say my family name on radio because it, it might cause some issues, but... Cannelloni. <laughs> Megan Cannelloni. <laughs> is that stereotypical? Uh, I believe it is. <laughs> you know... Is that offensive? Stereotypical, maybe. Offensive, these days, no. These days, you gotta, you gotta tread lightly. Are you... I know. Cultural appropriation? Don't be easily offended, people. <laughs> All you got to do is watch one episode of Real Housewives of New Jersey to realize all those stereotypes are true. (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) Oh, man. We got off the rails. We did. I don't even remember. Oh, social media. Social media. Okay, so, so personally, personally, how do you think social media affects you? Do you think it makes you personally feel more depressed or lonely? Um... I don't, I don't know. I would have to really. Self-monitor. Uh-huh. But what I do think is that it does cut me off from like the moment mm-hmm. and things that are happening around me. It's like a black hole that yeah. once you turn it on and you start scrolling and things are going on all around me. My kids are trying to talk to me. Chris is trying to talk to me. I've got something on TV that I actually really wanted to watch, but I'm scrolling <laughs> and nothing else matters. You know, it almost becomes like white noise that's just in the background. I can hear it, but I can't engage in it mm-hmm. because I am engaged in my phone. And that's really... I've... For probably a few months now, I've really been, okay, put your phone down. You've 
looked at it far too much today. Yeah. You'll pick your phone back up and everything that was there 15 minutes ago will still be there, but this moment with your family will not. Yeah. You know? Uh, along the same lines, you know, I, I uh, most people do social media on their phones uh, primarily. I do social media primarily via my laptop because I'm usually working mm-hmm. uh, most days. So I usually have my laptop in my lap and I'm working. And uh, <laughs> Imagine that, a laptop I'm... <laughs> in your lap. Sorry. <laughs> when I'm writing... Uh, when I'm writing scripts or stuff, maybe for the show, or I'm trying to work on some specific project, uh, I have realized that I'm like Pavlov's dog. I mean, as soon as the the bell rings, I'm immediately jumping off of what I'm doing to go see what's happening on Facebook or whatever. Isn't it his cat, Matt? You're thinking of Schrodinger's cat. Pavlov's dog was training dogs to salivate at the sound of a bell. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, every every time, and I don't even notice myself doing it honestly, because I'll be I'll be intens- intensively working on something, researching something, putting something together, and then suddenly I'm commenting on something in some meme in Backrow Baptist Church or uh, replying to some tweet. Uh, and I'm like, how did I get here? I've been, and I look down, and it's been 15 minutes. I've been doing this. I'm like, ah. Yep. yep. Uh, so, yeah, it bugs me it, that yeah. it has that much hold on me. When it comes to loneliness or depression, uh, I don't know so much about loneliness for me specifically because I don't feel like I really derive a lot of my interpersonal relationships through social media. Uh-huh. Most of my social media usage is as a content creator, not so much as a, uh, you know, personal content. I mean, personal, uh, interpersonal relationships. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, focused. I'm, I'm more about making jokes, doing stuff with the radio station, doing stuff for the church. You know, it's, it's all usually content creation and then responding to that stuff mm-hmm. i don't i don't post a lot of pictures i don't post a lot of personal thoughts those are very interspersed uh that's why i'm not on instagram all that much <laughs> when it comes to my personal stuff or my personal twitter or anything like that it's very few and far between uh so i don't think i get that but depression definitely especially on twitter really because twitter has become this like when I when I joined it and started Back Row Baptist, it was a fun place. There were sections, there were you know sections and people and whatever that were, you know, more depressing than most. But for the most part, it was great. I had a lot of fun. And then over time, especially in the last few years, it has just gotten so politically charged and so uh, divisive that. You can't you can't read the timeline on Twitter for more than two minutes without reading something from just a horrible human being. Yeah, just some heartless monster uh, comment out there, and it's almost always politically charged. But I'm like, come on, how can you say something like that about some other person? What if that person said that about you? You wouldn't accept that. Kind of thing, or just, just uh, 
Don't ever click on a trending topic on Twitter anymore. That's all I'm really saying. Do you know, though, I feel like it's not just Twitter. I feel like Facebook has become that way. And even now, Instagram is starting to become that way. Instagram is? Mm -hmm. Because what people will do is they'll post a picture of a headline or, you know, they'll Google image a picture and they'll post it on their Instagram with this long political statement Mm -hmm. that's just... I guess Facebook, I think Facebook might be easier to police yourself with uh, blocking or unfollowing people. This is true. On Twitter, you can, you know, I've built up, I think, I, I think I'm following like 12,000 people. Uh, I have 23,000 or so following me, and I'm following roughly half of them or so. And I'm at the point now where I wish I wasn't following anybody and I could start from scratch to rebuild. Yeah. But it would take so long and so much effort to do either. Yeah. To, to start from scratch and rebuild to find the accounts that I want to follow or to go through the accounts that I'm following now and unfollow ones I don't want to. It's just, it's an insurmountable task either way. And so I just don't go on at all. I go, I tweet, I leave. That's what I do. Uh, which that uh, sounds like a safe bet, sad. though. Yeah, it's a safe bet, but I do miss, you know, I used to have some really great interactions with people on Twitter. Yeah. And I would, you know, I I met a lot of cool people on Twitter. Uh, Luckily, most of those have translated into Facebook friendships, but still, uh, it's sad to just kind of lose that part of the the process, (laughs) the the aspect of it. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, but yeah, it definitely makes me, definitely makes me sad and depressed. More for, less for myself and more for society. Yes, yeah. just the state of society. It's like, are uh, are we ever going to get back to that point where we're not strictly divided? You know, where we refuse to find any common ground. I just hate it. I hate it. I I don't I don't know that that will. You know what? I think that when that time comes, it's probably. The end of time. End of days. I mean, truly. (laughs) End of days, end of days. When everybody is agreeing on political (laughs) topics, let's all know it's the end of the world as we know it. Oh, gosh. All right. (laughs) Uh, Hey, Mo. What? Do we have a question? You know, we do have a question. I think... I said it last week, but this is, I think, probably one of my favorite new things that you've started, Matt. Yeah. So way to go. I'm going to pat you on the back there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. But our listeners get to ask us anything, any -hmm. question whatsoever. And today our question is, what old person thing do you do? Now, I find that terribly offensive. (laughs) I don't know which listeners sent this in, but, you know... What what makes something an old person thing versus a young person thing? Like, uh, why why sure. is um. crocheting an old person thing? <laughs> why because I want to sit and knit a beanie? Is that an old person thing? Gosh, I don't know who you are, but I think that you have some soul searching to do. <laughs> Matt, what old person thing do you do? Uh, well, you know, I uh, 
a lot of my work days involve me getting up super early, but I also don't get to bed until super late most nights. Okay. So I'm tired all day long, most days. So especially like on Monday when I'm recovering from uh, Saturday and Sunday, because Saturday and Sunday I literally am up at like five and I don't go to bed till midnight mm-hmm. uh, both days. So usually on Monday I'm sitting in my big comfy chair just randomly dozing. No, randomly dozing oh. off all day. Just <laughs> wait. Oh, hmm, what? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> hmm? Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to watch my kids, falling asleep, wake up, it's 30 minutes later, luckily they haven't burned the house down. Right. Just, I can't, can't stay awake, so I'm much like my, my old papa, just sitting in his chair, we'd be talking to him, and then he'd randomly be asleep, and <laughs> that's, that's the, I think that's the most old person I get. I think the old person that thing. That and, hold on, that and going, oh, dang. sorry, sorry. Just, hold on, <laughs> that and just going, Ugh, every time oh, I every get up. Oh, every time you get up, yeah. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Or Sorry. walking up the stairs and, oh, it gets harder every time. True story. Said it this morning. <laughs> gets harder every time. So what about you, Mo? What old um, person things do you do? Okay, so aside from drinking coffee and gossiping with my lady friends. <laughs> <laughs> Because we all know that's what old ladies do. Um, Stare out the window with binoculars. What's going on over there? What are they up to? Harold! What's that neighbor kid doing? They just walked through our lawn. I can see their footprints in our grass. You need to go out there and you need to tell them that they are not allowed to walk in our lawn anymore. Or I'm going to have to go tell their mama and daddy. Call the police. And gonna get this switch on them. <laughs> I tell you, these parents these days, they don't discipline their kids anymore. In my day, we had to go pick our own switch. We had to wait for daddy to come in. And that whole time we were waiting, we were thinking about what we were doing. And we were praying to Jesus, don't let it be a hard spanking Lord. I won't do it again. <laughs> This voice. voice. It's my grandmother. (laughs) It's my nana. (laughs) We were thinking, Lord. (laughs) It's my nana. Don't let it be a hard spanking. Don't let it be a hard one. (laughs) Don't. Just don't. Oh, goodness gracious. I'll have to phone in my nana one day so you you can talk to her. Do you know? Okay. So the, the most old person thing that I do is, I really don't know, Matt. I fall asleep, like, instantly. Mm-hmm. As soon as my head hits the pillow. Me too. Isn't that great? Isn't I'm, that it's fantastic? the most wonderful. Chris said the other night, he was like, <laughs> I laid down next to you and went to say something and looked at you and you're already snoring. You're out of it. And I was like, you know, that might be my favorite thing about myself. <laughs> That I can just instantly fall asleep. Yeah. Uh, Turn my mind off and I'm done. Yeah. Two nights ago was like the first time in months that I didn't fall asleep right away. Yeah. 
Like, I was only up for maybe like 20 more minutes lying there, but I'm like, this is excruciating. Uh Uh-huh, right? (laughs) (laughs) I want to be asleep. How do people do this all the time? (laughs) Like, Danger will be up for an hour or more sometimes. Chris, do. What do you do? (laughs) Just sit there and be miserable? (laughs) Just lay there? Uh... (laughs) Because that's what I do when I can't fall asleep. And that's typically when something big is happening the next day and I'm feeling anxious about it. Then I can't just instantaneously fall asleep. But then I lay there and I'm like. <sighs> You're worrying about how you need to be asleep right yep. now. I keep looking the at the time. Okay, if I fall asleep right now, I'll get six hours. If I fall asleep right now, I'll get five hours and 45 minutes. <sighs> oh my gosh. If I fall asleep right now, I'll get five and a half hours of sleep. And then it's like panic starts to ensue. And then I really can't fall asleep. Three, two, one, sleep. Three, two, one, sleep. Three, two, one, sleep. Three, two, one, sleep. Two, one, sleep. One, sleep, sleep, sleep. Now, sleep. <laughs> Why is it working? <laughs> oh, yeah, I think that's man. probably the most old person thing that I do. That's is, funny. I don't know though. <laughs> I I can't think of anything that's like stereotypical old person. Yeah. Aside from knitting and crocheting, which I do neither of the two. Do you keep hard candies in your purse? Nope. Do you unwrap unwrap butterscotches during church? Nope. Because it bothers me. Right? Put that candy in your mouth and shut up. <laughs> Reach behind me and smack the candy out of grandma's hand. No. No candy for you. You took too long. I've, uh, so sitting in the sound booth... Uh, some Sundays I'm very tired, so I've bought a few cans of like monster energy drinks to keep me awake. And there have been a couple times where I've needed to open one during service. Matt. So I've tried to do it like during worship or something where no one will hear it. There's one time where I went to do it thinking that it was going to be loud enough. And then everything just went silent the moment I did it. So everyone heard. I'm like, uh. You did. That's when you just close your eyes and look up, and you're in the middle of worship because you're in the sound booth. You have walls protecting you. Nobody knows. They all turned and looked at you, and you're obviously the one guilty. What are you, what are you looking at, guys? Looking behind me. Who's, who's opening a beer during service? Oh, right. I guarantee you, somebody thought that. And it was one of them uh, old ladies. Gonna be a long sermon. That's funny. You know, I do feel like I am stereotypically old in some ways that I, like, other people's kids annoy the bejesus out of me. <laughs> like, I, if I see somebody running through our front yard, mm-hmm. oh, you better get out of my front yard. There is a sidewalk for a reason. Get out of my yard. You don't even get have a yard. Out. You have rocks. I have Come rocks. On. But here's the thing. What do our rocks lead to? Our rocks lead to that field right next to us. And everybody, for some reason, wants to run through our front yard, past my car. (laughs) I don't know what their arms are doing as they're running and they're flailing and they scratch my car as they're running past. 
there's a sidewalk for a reason and my car is parked far enough away from that sidewalk that you're not going to hit it as you walk by. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, there you go. That's my go. stereotypical old person. That's it's, what I do. <laughs> it's Manic Monday. We're playing a little bit more of the hard rock this morning to get you going. Stick around. We'll be back in a little while to close out the show. Welcome back. As we close out our show this Monday morning, we got your Bible verse and thought for the day. Uh, Bible verse for the day is Colossians 1.9. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. Our thought for the day comes from Tim Keller. He says, worry is not believing God will get it right, and bitterness is believing God got it wrong. Thank you for joining us this morning. We are here every Monday through Thursday, starting at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific, with an encore presentation at 10 a.m. Eastern and 7 a.m. Pacific. If you ever miss one of our shows, you can find all the chatty bits mashed together into a podcast for you over on backrowradio.com or most places you find podcasts. Thank you to today's sponsor, the book, Please Don't Side Hug Me, the best of Backrow Baptists. Tune in tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific for the Back Nine, our top nine song countdown, and find out what is sitting at number one this week on Back Row Radio. There's also an encore at 9 p.m. Eastern and 6 p.m. Pacific. You don't want to miss it. Mo, what's the final word? Y'all stay off my lawn now. (laughs) That's it for today's show. If you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye.